Gina. Hello. I was just liking uh, your Instagram message. Happy <laughs> <laughs> while we do this interview, not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have my coffee ready. You know, I'm always prepared. <laughs> right, right. And then I was like, we've shared our passion and love of coffee together. So I know that you understand the value of that. Who doesn't? I mean, I guess people can leave comments and be like, I hate coffee. I love tea, but to each his own. And especially in the Pacific Northwest, right? Oh, for seriously, yeah. Uh-huh. I know somebody who was an avid tea person until they moved to New York. And they were like coffee, but they won't now. They're like straight black coffee. So it's from tea to black coffee, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's what New York does to you. I'm like writing a story about it, so you'll have to see. As a native New Yorker, and this is something that Nick jokes about with me because he's like um, always saying the first thing I tell people is that I'm a New Yorker, even though I have lived in Pacific <laughs> Northwest for like almost a decade. I'm like, I'm a New Yorker. You can't let it go. No, yeah. like, and it really is part of you. You can feel it. Like the short amount of time I spent on the East Coast, that mm-hmm. sense of okay. So my favorite quintessential moment was the first time on the bus station. Or no, no, sorry. Even I'm gonna you're gonna laugh, right? Um, the subway. Yes, the subway. I was trying to buy the ticket on the machine, and I was like, I don't know, you know, like round trip or what way. The first time you're like, where are the buttons? What am I doing? Sure. And this line is forming because it's like eight in the morning. And this guy was like, hey, sweetheart, do you mind? And he reaches over and he's like, where are you going? Well, how many times? What to or from? Okay, there, eh, here you go. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. He's like, yeah, 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 we got places to be. <laughs> yeah, New Yorkers are actually very helpful people because yeah. we need to get everyone out of the way. And you just get into this frantic state of like, I, you know, I go there for like vacation now or to see friends and family. And I'm like, why am I running? I, as soon as I land, I'm like, all right, we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta run. We gotta get to the subway. Um, it's a <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was it. Like, you know, if you get uh, swept in, it's a sink or swim concept, right? If you get swept in, then you get trod on or you get swallowed by like resentment. But if you're in the flow, it's just like, yeah, no big deal. It's all moving here. Yeah. That's yeah. the energy, um, and that's kind of what I've been working on lately is just this essay about being a New Yorker and especially being someone who still identifies as New Yorker, even though I don't live there anymore. Um, <laughs> and it's just a really strange thing to have that cultural energy always follow you around. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how we got on this. I guess we were talking about coffee. And then you said black coffee. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, New York, you got to drink black coffee just to get used to like the, the oh bitterness God. of the city. I remember visiting in the early 2000s and being like, what is this a fascination with Dunkin' Donuts? It was like just Dunkin' Donuts. and Starbucks I love Dunkin' Donuts. Study. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a horrifying, y'all. Dunkin' Donuts is very good. They understand how New Yorkers order coffee. And I think that's why people don't like Starbucks. I mean, people love Starbucks, Mm -hmm. but Dunkin' Donuts, New Yorkers love. Because you go in and there are three, well, I guess there's four options. Hot, iced, black, light and (laughs) sweet, and regular. And everyone knows what a regular coffee is. It's two creams, two sugars. 
So no, when I moved out here, I I literally thought that this was how everyone ordered coffee, Kate. I, I didn't understand that this was like a dialect that I was speaking. And I went oh to order God. coffee and I go in to like, I, I don't even know, some Seattle <laughs> coffee place, non-Starbucks place. And I'm like, yeah, could I get a regular coffee? They're like, sure, ma'am. What type of coffee do you want? And I was like a regular one. And they're like, yes we understand but how would you like that prepared and i'm now, like being barista from the pacific northwest i have encountered you many a time <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't understand i was like i'm telling you what kind i want a regular kind and they're just like we don't know what that means it seems very inefficient so i think that's why new yorkers like dunkin donuts because you can just go say your order in one second and get your coffee and in starbucks you have to have the lingo you have to know yep. all of the different sizes who wants Secret to do that loves <laughs> mm -hmm. right yeah but coffee is magical i think and yeah, i love my my coffee i know a dude i've worked with who has done all kinds of fasts and all kinds of ashrams studies like legit immerse himself in in this like incredibly clean detox way and he can drink coffee all day long and his conversation is like he's resolved any kind of shame about it That's and he's just embraced the spirit so he's like i can drink a cup of coffee and it's like an adaptogen it, it like puts him to bed if he wants it to that's how New Yorkers are. He could survive New York because this is a typical yeah. thing, Kate. New Yorkers have no shame about drinking coffee at like nine o'clock at night. It's very common. You go out to dinner, you know, New yeah. Yorkers tend to eat dinner later than uh -huh. elsewhere, I guess. Uh -huh. And then at the end of dinner, you're like, oh, I'll have a, you know, cappuccino. This makes sense to me because my mom is from like this big Finnish heritage community and like coffee, you need coffee to be so fucking thick. It's like sludge. And yeah, it's a it's like just keep making pots of coffee all day until you fall asleep. <laughs> I love it. That's how I live my life. Nick is always amazed by it. He's like, Gina could drink a cup of coffee at like 10 o'clock at night and be like, okay, time for bed and just fall straight asleep. Yeah. Just, it's like the best. It's just a great spirit to make friends with, I think. I agree. Yeah. Well, now that we've invited the spirit of coffee into this podcast, <laughs> I, I feel like we had a whole conversation about what we were going to talk about. And I'm sorry, I sidetracked us. Can you remind me what you wanted to talk about on this podcast? Well, actually, I feel like this segues pretty well because I was thinking about my own conversations right now about my physical health and my he so physical health and our healing journey, kind of like what how that's informed or shaped or yada yada right right kind of the spin and I was like you know I had this conversation because what people are soft diagnosing this thing that's happening with my body right now as is like um paresthesia which is just a very it's like you have a headache but a headache could be like a migraine or you know like a tension or you know so um but they were like oh it's it's basically like a fuck ton of adrenal fatigue and exhaustion. And I thought maybe I should stop drinking as much coffee. Uh, and then I was like, nah, fuck that. Cause I put a hella adaptogens and um, like super raw local honey. Like I put my coffee, I put love in it when I stir it. You have so, to. Yeah. I, I remember you like 
texted me that where you were just like, hey, do you like put intentions into your coffee? And I'm all about that. Nick thinks it's creepy. Um, and <laughs> Nick, is, Nick is my husband and <laughs> I will be making coffee and I put collagen in my coffee. And mm-hmm. that's like the signal for me because you have to kind of stir it in. And then I stir it in and I imagine I'm stirring in all these intentions and I'll get like really quiet. And mm-hmm. Nick will be talking to me and I'm just like, hold on a second. I'm putting my intentions for the day into the coffee. And he thinks it's very bizarre, but he also asked me to put intentions for him in there, which yeah. I, of course, yeah. always do. He, Nick reminds me of Kyle right before Kyle actually did ceremony and medicine. And then when he saw like other, you know, the community went down to the jungle and stuff and stuff here. And now it's like, I'll do a thing. Like, even if I'm like, girl, I love me to sip me something like tequila and I'll draw the sigil of like love and healing in the air and, and like, so play into it. And then I'll see Kyle be like, oh yeah. And then he'll like do it to his. <laughs> they love it. Yep. Um, the other day I got that whole package. I bought um, an estate of like jewelry. It's not that oh. crazy guys. It was like it's 20 so pieces. Good, it, it's really fun. Um, and I brought it in and I start showing Nick the pieces that I got. And then I go to put it away. And he looks at me. He's like, you're not going to stage it. He's like, you need to stage it. Because if there's a ghost, it's definitely attached to this stuff. So I staged it. I thanked whoever the owner was before. I didn't sense anything. But I kind of feel like if Nick is saying there's a ghost, there's probably some spirit attached to it. <laughs> yeah, energetic, like... Uh, we can talk about mirror neurons and <clears throat> vibrations, sympathetic resonance, blah, blah, all kinds of magic shit. How many layers to the etheric human body are there? There's eight, isn't there? The eight bodies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this a quiz? <laughs> I feel I'm like I passed. I feel like <laughs> it started as a thought of a statement. And then as I was coming around about it, I'm like, well, actually, I'm just totally embracing the fact that I don't know shit. I know my I'm learning my own intuition, but that's about all I'm ever going to master. Right. That's so true. Right. And that's something you and I talk about a lot where Kate and I have, I think we have like 10 podcasts between ourselves all throughout the day where (laughs) we leave little voice memos and just say, Hey, I just did this thing. And the other person is like, Oh, that seems like it would work for you. And learning to trust your own intuition when you're, you're doing this type of work and knowing that most of the work that I do is through intention. Um, I believe we mentioned this several times. You don't need anything fancy. You don't need to buy any products. Um, And if someone's trying to sell you something, probably steer away from that. Uh, You could go outside and pick up a stick and it'd be the most powerful tool you have. Yeah. Like we're going to have to come to grips with like definitely compensating each other for our energetic and our knowledge. Like that's something that I think that a lot of right now, especially with everything going on, healers are feeling pressured to give. Um, But we're learning as we're so many thoughts all in one, as people are learning to be their own guru and lead them own selves, we're going to be better at sensing who is there to help you remember what you need and how you do what you do versus people that say, if you pay me, I can tell you the secrets. Yeah. I mean, that's spiritual bypassing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And it ties into the other aspect of the Pisces thing where I feel like I talk in these circles and then Gina's like, okay, let me just tell everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. We we help pull things out of one another. Um, Yeah. It ties into that other topic you wanted to talk about too, Kate, which was how both you and I kind of fell into this non-traditionally where we didn't go into it being like, oh, let's learn about the spiritual side of things. And mm-hmm. um, in fact, both Kate and I kind of rebelled against our spiritual upbringings and rejected <laughs> it for quite some time. And then I think we're in the process of circling back to some things and re-examining it and being like, okay, maybe that is acceptable. Yeah, there's a lot that I've had. For a while, I've understood the narrative of my own like, friction about stepping into what's perceived as a healer on the sense of like there's a lot of people in my parents generation and older who've stepped into these like sound healer crystal healer whatever the fuck but they seem perpetually ill and um and so I was like well that's obviously not working so there was phase one of avoiding and then two when I finally stepped in because I was sick and I had I needed fucking something anything and this seemed to keep calling stepping in was like oh shit there's so much bullshit around how people think and perceive uh, the power and control the giving up power the victimizing there's so many roles and dynamics that actually are at play um that then there's like there's just like so many layers to like to the 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 reasons that i will just keep saying like don't do this or walk away from it or um, this is bullshit that I keep having to confront. Um, and I think that's just so that we can all shift and change what this, this narrative is. Like learning from the other generation that I, what, where I am right now is I'm always going to be healing because it's just some, sh- it's just some shit. Like if I have a mother issue, if it's like, say it's like an, an emotional healing thing. If I have a mother issue. I don't get to like, stop mother's day or people talking about mother gaia you know like people becoming mothers friends being mothers people having issues with mothers talking about theirs and i can choose to either every time the concept of mother comes up lose my shit and shut down or um eventually kind of figure out how to coexist with it in a more symbiotic way and uh, I think what I'm learning right now with a reoccurrence of my own flair of whatever the fuck is going on is, um, is what I was turned off by was were people who were trying to reach out to an alternative path of healing, but they were subscribing to so much, one, dogma on one side mm. of some shit, right? And then two, um, kind of in a social construct that didn't support anything besides them being a victim. Like, there was no real personal empowerment or validation happening, Um, which is kind of like the self-help book generation, right? Like, just buy my next tape, buy the next audio, buy the next workshop when you're ready for the next level. Right. Um, Yeah. And the gift of our generation is being able to learn from our elders. (laughs) We hope. We hope, so. we hope, yeah. So that's a, a very long-winded, like, what I'm kind of chewing on right now with my own reoccurrence and, and roll around of some physical healing shit. Yeah, and I, you know, healing 
is a forever process, in my opinion. Um, Uh And, you know, when you were talking about kind of what's been going on for you, Kate, and I don't know how far you want to get into it, but it's difficult where you feel like, damn, I dealt with this shit already. Can't I put it down? And isn't that shame a little icing on top of the like, here we go again? (laughs) Right. And I think when you do this kind of work, I believe you're asked to re-examine things over and over and over again until we get it through like our 3D thick stalls that this, oh, this was what I was supposed to take away from it. Um, And also, I don't know if sometimes physical things just happen and they're random and, you know, it's nobody's fault. It's not that you weren't doing everything correctly or 100% or if you had meditated or done this ritual you would have been cured it's just like you want to hear some weird deep shit that like occurred after this like qigong session i had yes okay so in the tre stuff i'm doing we've, we've been talking about innocent traumas and this could be like your uncle was tossing you in the air and you were all having a great time there was a sound he looked away and he almost dropped you this is an innocent trauma but your body at like two or three years old will be like holy fuck right yeah and it'll remember so we have these things that like we have been told like we actually had a friend like suvi was talking to a lot about this and a few weeks ago we were having this conversation and she was like what is this narrative who is that who is that and i was like it's me and she's like no 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 it was someone outside of you who told you that and i was like it's me it was me but there's no narrative right now in the self-help world of like, I actually did create that belief. It wasn't anyone else. <laughs> um, so I had this whole experience with this Qigong person. I love her name's Lasha Shopik. I will totally anyone please reach out. And um, what it really put together was a, a years of medicine and meditation and, and memories. So I was premature. I had a premature birth. I was born prematurely. And I um, also had complications when I was in the uterus. And, uh, and then when I was born, I was whisked away to the NICU and they put needles and stuff in my feet to incubate in, in the incubator to give me fluids and a respirator. And um, like the first ayahuasca journey I ever did, like I was shown a lot of this and some things about it, but it just recently clicked a few days ago that I and my mother both did not get the moment where the baby is put on the chest and there's a receiving. That's crucial. Yeah. Right. So my entire pregnancy term inside of her, my father's also like a fucking, she and him are both fucked as far as like a bit hot messes. (laughs) You know, like it wasn't, it was a hostile relationship and environment to say the least so there's all of that going on while I'm in the uterus right and then there's all this shit like it's going wrong so already my own personal narrative is like there's rejection and then after birth I'm whisked away and I thought I had done something to this was my fault and it's just the medical industry saving my life um but it was this core belief that was keeping me in a place in relation. So I'm kind of one of those people that I've had really obsessive thoughts 
uh, like I'll constantly have a conversation and then I'll just run that conversation through my head for days and just analyze. And I've had to like really build a practice around not destroying myself. Um, but this showed me that this was like the root of this incredible fear of fucking it up and being rejected. What's, and it wasn't my fault. What's interesting, Kate, is uh, with the running, this idea over and over in your head, we were talking about uh, Myers-Briggs personality is. And what was your personality again? I'm one of those like barely like 4%, what is it, like INFJ or something like right. that? Like, right. So extrovert presenting introvert. <laughs> Um, my husband is the same way. And I was, I was thinking about this the other day because he was telling me about how he runs these like ideas in his head over and over and over again. There's a term for it. And that feeling you get, it's called simulation depression, where you run yeah. these simulations in your head and you kind of plug in different things like, oh, if I said it this way, what would have happened if I said it this way? If I did this, um, it it sounds like enough to drive anyone crazy to have to relive the same event over and over and over again. Yeah. It, it drives you, it drives you mad. I mean, you just like stop socializing and doing things, but it really is this sense I've trying to be trying to dig into it recently. And so far what it seems to be revealing itself as, as this sense of like, I was gaslit as a child, I was undermined by authority and there wasn't a lot to validate my own experience of belief. So I had to keep running these things in my head as like, this did happen to me. This was wrong. I did try everything I could. And I don't trust myself, essentially. So I have to keep running it. And um, yeah, and working with Lasha and doing this Qigong, I like, swear to fucking, she kept saying, oh, you've done so much work to get here. But I really felt like one session with her just so gently cleared what years of plant medicine has been trying. Well, I'm going to have to do it. Oh, my God. Experience. (laughs) (laughs) Next Magic Monday will be my update. Oh, my God. You're going to love her so much. She's just like, she has this like super gentle firmness. It just feels like you can really lean in and just be held. And then she's just like, okay, let's just do this thing. And you're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to, I'm connecting Suvi with her as well. Wonderful. We all need it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what have you like, where, you know, the constant unfolding, what, what's going on for you? What's going on for me, Kate? (laughs) I just, I don't know. I've been taking a lot of like these meditative walks. That's one of the big practices in my life. Um, And just like walking for like miles and miles and not like crazy 10 miles a day, but but at least, (laughs) what was that? You're always getting gifts. I am always getting gifts on these walks. Um, Just finding little things and, you know, kind of, going out with like uh, asking my guides and my well ancestors to kind of walk with me and show me the way. But um, I, I feel like my practice has been a little bit disjointed lately, just my meditation practice and all of the, the things that I do. 
Mm. Um, you know, do you ever have this where you just kind of go into cycles and you're just like, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I don't want to do this. And I've been feeling that way. And I've kind of just been enjoying that aspect of things because very wrong. So it, you. I love it. Right. I'm like, <laughs> here I am that whatever is going to find me is going to find me. Um, <laughs> but I've just been feeling tired. Um, like emotionally tired from everything happening in the world. And the, one of the big things in my life is I travel so much just for fun and I'm blessed to have that kind of life. And because of my, um, injuries, like my medical injuries, it's been very dangerous for me to interact with anyone. And both Kate and I have been in really deep quarantine where we only really see our husbands. And if we interact with other people, it's from a distance. Um, so that's been kind of lame. Um, I have been circling back to my Kundalini practice, which I did want to talk about a little bit because Kundalini has had a rough year this year. Yeah, Um, it really has. I was thinking also, we need to like reconnect our practice. I think you're ready for that. The fall coming in. I agree. Yeah. On Patreon on Kate's page. That's where yeah. I'm Oh find shit, us. that's baller. Okay. Yeah. Y'all. I, this is just, Kate didn't know I was going to say that. So now I just put her under the bus for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I get shit done. I'm a generator. I have to be invited. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I just wanted to speak on Kundalini a little bit because a couple of people have reached out and been like, how do you still engage in this practice? And for those of you who don't know, um, kind of the main figure in Kundalini practice, at least in the U.S., Yogi Bhajan, um, mm-hmm. a lot of allegations have come to light. A book was released. Um, I believe it's called Bird in a Cage. And uh, oh, yeah. basically how he was a predator and had like a harem of women that he abused and all of this stuff. I have to honestly tell you, Kate, I like all of my Kundalini teachers have been women and everyone very loosely followed Yogi Bhajan's teachings. And it was more of like, we all did our own stuff. It always creeped me out when I went to Kundalini studio and there was like a shrine to him. And I was always just like, "Hmm, is this a cult? Like, should, should I be afraid? I feel like you and I have come in with a deep fucking ancient understanding of like each person is their own guru. And yeah. Yeah. And I find that both you and I tend to just discover people who are taking these kinds of dogmatic beliefs and have already started to fringe, like shift their own teachings into them because that's where that shit really fucking like, that's the alchemy of it. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I love Kundalini. I Mm -hmm. practice it almost every day. I do my own thing. And if you have ever gone to Kundalini class, it's kind of like you follow a Kriya. It's set in stone. You don't change it. Um, The stuff I kind of do is my own flow, what feels (laughs) right, what I feel called to do. Uh, So it's very different. (laughs) (laughs) My playlist, right? They're so so crazy. Sometimes I throw in traditional like Kundalini music because I do like it, but most of it is just like what I'm feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was crazy to me when all of these allegations came out. Um, 
and people are horribly upset leaving the practice all of that stuff and I kind of feel like you need to do what you feel is right I never felt like I learned from him I always felt like I learned Mm -hmm. from women and that uh no one person can own a practice this is just a mirror to people who fucking go do anything and take anything from outside themselves without truly questioning it and then especially they don't like the fucking shadow of the fact that they've then gone around pressing that message on other people whether they've done it intentionally or innocently you know it's like yeah it's just a swing back and i'm like if you're gonna be that fucking upset it shows how kind of fucking blind you were you know yeah and i think there's something nice to think about like having a guru and having someone who you can follow and learn from who's wiser mm-hmm. than you there's a like a freeing aspect to that of like i can give up some of my choice and autonomy to this person and as much as I wish that were true, where I was just like, this person has the right answer. Um, I've never met anyone who is that for me. And I, I hope that everyone who is listening to this questions their teachers, um, you know, you don't have to do it in like a disrespectful way, but have your own mind and your own belief system. And obviously like even Kate and I, we don't even have all of the answers we don't even have like one percent of the answer yeah because it's like, that was my my rant on kundalini yeah it's, it's you and i love this rant so much <laughs> i feel like it's <laughs> part of my um, like my mission to just be like well i mean like the, the wild thing is if you really dig into any kind of like those kind of like buddhist kind of concepts of those of those beliefs the Buddha is quoted as saying, you know, like, even question me. Yes. And so I'm like, dude, this is that concept of martyring and, and giving away power. If someone is a guru, there should be a transparency within the community. And this is also going back, like, truly indigenously, people didn't have places as like the medicine person or the priest you had the community that was facilitating and then they each had their own specialties or passions and like helping each other. So it wasn't about giving your power or autonomy away. And then also ideally if someone is at this point, so I'm on the other side, if you're going to have a guru in your community, have knowledge of who that being is, you know, have transparency about the, what the fuck is happening. Don't just again, blindly follow just anyone because it's like important to learn different tools and aspects and perspectives. I had a teacher that would say lenses, like we just gathered more and more lenses to put on these like enormous alchemy glasses in front of us. And at any point we can take lenses off that like, you know, I'm going to choose to shift how I'm seeing. Um, But I guess to the long to the short of I have found people who have been like, I want to help you remember and, and find your way. So let's try these things and please respect me teaching you while I teach you. And then you'll go through your initiation or then you go through the stages of learning and then, and then you find your own practice through that. Is that like, makes sense? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think so. And they're totally it fine. develops. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have to share this uh, creepy DM story with you. <gasps> it's it. on topic. Um, I got this, <laughs> I I got this DM. Topic. I got this DM on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. I can't believe I forgot to tell you. So I see this DM and like the first part, you know how you can read like the first sentence? Yeah. And it was just like, I am a shaman and I I want to bless your ancestors or some crap like that. And out of pure curiosity, I open it. And this is probably going to be like curiosity killed the cat. Like that's what's going to happen to me. But <laughs> always keep in mind that satisfaction brought it back. So <laughs> I open it and it's like this message and this guy claiming to be a shaman. And he's like, your ancestors have a message for you. And I hope you have a blessed day. And I was like, um, thank you was my reply and I'm like I hope I hope you do well too or something like that then he's like I don't believe you understand how powerful I am and your ancestors have a message for you oh girls we call this a charlatan and exactly what we'd be talking about and I said um okay what is the message and then he was he was just like if you pay me like two hundred dollars I'll tell you and I was like, well, I already know what my ancestors would say because I'm, I'm connected to my well ancestors and they say, have a blessed day. I'm not interested in like the snake oil you're selling. Right. And I blocked him. Um, it's just so crazy to me. I get messages like that a lot. And it's I probably do. because I, I follow like those more spiritual vibe type pages and I don't know. I'm just like, I'm not interested in buying anything. Thank you. There's someone that I I like (laughs) kind of hesitated to block because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to upset them because it looked like legit, like they are super into like some heavier shit. And they just hex. What? Like they were going to hex you if you blocked them or something. I, I maybe, yeah, I got that feeling. Like I've already had people threaten in a way that I'm like, okay, yeah, like young, ancient, like I'm an ancient soul. I can't even go into that, like how I know that. And you're cute. So you need to just sit down. But there's been a few that I'm like, I don't know. This person might be. Uh, Legit. Yeah. And they every once in a while reach out like. I have all this and I have a love spell and I have this spell and I have that spell. So I'm like, are they hustling and pre- and showing themselves as legit or is this just a persona? It's surprising that I'm having a hard time on this person and this read, but. This is what you have to do, Kate. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what I, what, what I did. Um, I, so something happened to me when I was in Europe and I, was studying there and I was like walking and this like fortune teller came up to me and was like I know your fortune blah 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 and I was like I know my fortune too and I'm not giving you twenty dollars in the near future and they put a curse on me right so you know what I did I like turned around and it was very dramatic I like spit on the floor in front of them and I put a curse on them fuck yeah and then they got so freaked out. They followed me down the street and they were like, take the curse off of me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you take your curse off first and then I'll take mine off. <laughs> That's the agreement we came yes. to. And I took my curse off and they took theirs off because I, I was so angry. I yeah. like turned around um, 
my husband was with me at the time and he was like you were <laughs> so scary <laughs> so that's what you do if yes. someone threatens you or puts a curse on you you could just be like all right i put one on you too that's how we're gonna play dude that fucking times three shit is legit like that is that is the vibrational like everybody should know it as soon as you're like whatever you fucking spit at me i spit at you times three yeah and you just yeah that and then also the secret to all of this work if anyone ever wants to listen to the shit where we talk about things like non-demonic possession and others is it's always trying to freak you the fuck out but we are so fucking powerful yes yeah. also don't actually curse people that's no don't do that crazy yeah. <laughs> well, I should say, yeah, FYI, um, where's that thing where you're like, warning, trigger warning, please this, do not do this at home? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't do as I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I just, I don't know why I did it. I, it was like a visceral reaction. Well, um, <laughs> you knew exactly what to do. You were like, I know yeah. this shit. I'm like, don't fuck with another ancient being. Don't fuck with Gina. Y'all don't fuck with Gina. Don't fuck with anyone. Let's just no. all just be on our own path and like figure our own stuff out. We're already <laughs> fucked to begin with. Yeah. Um, so the lady who's I just remembered that the lady who is um making that sacred costume for me, uh, she and I started talking this morning about the illness that I'm or this weird numbness that I feel like I'm Oh no, Kate, I think you cut out. Can you hear me now? I can. Oh, hi. Spirit didn't want you to say what you're about to say. <laughs> oh my God, that's so fucking funny. Um, well, I was going to say, two. I was going to move on to, um, to include this meditation that a friend just sent me to do self-healing. But now I'm like, if I move to that screen... You might not be able to hear me. Let Can me we spitball see. it? What is the, the meditation? Okay. Let me test as I try to get to the screen to see if you can hear me while I'm, because I could hear you. So the meditation, can you hear me now? I can. <laughs> okay. It's a visualization about um, shifting energy, like in to in from in the body back out in a certain sense. Would you cool. want to try it? Yeah. Okay, so just so people know, I'm going through some weird shit with my body, and I'm pretty sure it's an awesome thing, but uh, this is what a friend sent me to try. And if anyone wants, this person does uh, Akashic record readings, so you can reach out to me for this too. So it says, get in a comfortable position and call your- Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sip your coffee. <laughs> Um, and call yourself to center however you do often people it's like uh, maybe you bring yourself to your heart space or uh, they can bring your gaze up and into the third eye however feels good Kate, are you giving us time to come to center or did we lose you again? 
you maybe you keep losing but it's in the perfect place okay yeah so I'm going to come back and forth. I'll read a little and then I'll come back to make sure we keep listening. So as you're okay. coming through center, you're taking these three breaths to bring your mind's eye into soft focus. So that root space between the eyes, I call it like the first sight. And as you bring your attention there, you imagine that you can picture your body in front of you and you want to see the colors of the energy around your body that may or may not be this aura, right? We have different feelings. And you start to notice where energy is releasing. Now, as you notice this energy releasing from your body, you may become aware of sensations, memories, emotions, and even things playing out like a movie screen. And we just allow it with our breath and our exhales to keep releasing, feeling it emanating out. All the traumatic events in your life start to unwind and shift. And remind yourself this is going out. Even though it may feel like it's new and it's just arriving, this is something that is leaving. And we're going to have a sense of gratitude for what these experiences have taught you. So with this gratitude... Let these exhales be the release. And the inhales, a sense of expansion of you. So you say goodbye and thank you and you let go of resistance until you feel that this is complete. And once you feel it is complete in your own time, we'll just bring that attention back into the mind's eye whenever you're ready. And you just let me know. That was lovely. Yeah, well, wait, one more step, huh? Oh. Okay. So then you start to imagine above your head, a very large disc, like a sun appearing above you and it's shining gold. And you see that there's a strong magnet inside of it and it's calling back all the energy that you were releasing. It's calling back all of your energy that has been left elsewhere. And is it transmutates the energy of release. It facilitates the arrival of the energy coming home to you, to your body. And as it becomes fuller, it also becomes brighter and it becomes bigger. And the energy of the sun cleans off the debris that has attached. And you allow the sun to begin to pour into your body and fill the space the places that you're released 
from, like water pouring into a bucket of pebbles. And when you feel this is complete, you're going to shift the energy physically by either leaning forward, maybe even potentially a forward fold. And your head is going to start to melt towards the earth. And you, as you bend over to allow your head to hang, you begin to shake gently. Shake this aura and shake your whole body out so you feel that anything else residual comes out of the crown and everything else begins to vibrate and seal into place. Then coming back just for a moment to sit or to rest. And as we love to do, take three rounds of breath to seal this in. Hmm. Yeah, I always love that vibration of yourself, the alchemy of your body. <laughs> I'm doing a nice stretch too. Yeah. Dude, like this lady, I don't know if this lady knows how to do soul retrieval, but this is the lady who I've had working on my costume who's incredibly psychic and she uh she was like oh do this and then I as soon as I read her text I was like oh I have to record a whole journey of this and then she messaged me she's like you may actually want to share this with people <laughs> that's awesome it's yeah. like you guys co-created a journey together fuck right she's she's game on she's great like totally unsuspected little uh, clairvoyant Akashic record channel. I think anyone who is clairvoyant and legit clairvoyant, they don't know it. They're always like, I don't know what I'm saying, but I think this might help you. And then they're like, I don't know. It's silly. <laughs> like, oh, I just have this hunch. And you're like, oh, you're tapped in. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel so relaxed now. I just feel like I can <sighs> take a nap. <laughs> Better drink some more coffee. <laughs> like take a bath or something, right? Like, oh, that would be so nice. Super delicious self care after all this. Game on. I have to give you a plug because Kate does such amazing journey meditations and sound healing on her Patreon. So anyone is interested check it out and then we'll do our little kundalini happy hour on there i guess now that i have you committed to that i'm excited for that i'm way game i just uh i'm gonna lean into that and figure out um how to serve best we have that stuff to do um i feel like i would love to figure out how to do a collaboration for like a halloween vibe because i want to do a ceremony for that because we have two full moons this fucking month and it's gonna be epic isn't one on Halloween? Yes. Perfect. And it's like I in Scorpio. Oh, fun. Right? <laughs> Last Halloween was so awesome. Um, our friend Natalie, uh, she and I, we did like a gig where we did the journey to Lilith yeah. on Sawan. And it was so fun. It was so much fun. We did it for like this little coven. Um, and it was really funny because 
I feel like they sent a bunch of instructions and I'm so bad. Like I was just like, I looked at it briefly for like the address Hmm. and then I was like, cool. And then I showed up and I was like completely not prepared. And they had this altar for like ancestors and stuff. And they were just like, did you bring a picture of your ancestor? (laughs) I was like, no, I'm sorry. Um, And I just did my own thing as always. Oh my god, Gina, you have no idea how I collect women like you. <laughs> There's this other lady that I'm like supposed to talk to today, Maria, and she's one of those women in the jungle, and she was like, my ancestors are so fucking loud that like, don't do what I do, because like, listen to the shaman, you're, you guys aren't ready, but I can do whatever the fuck the plants tell me to. <laughs> right on. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know about that, but I just thought it was funny. And I was like into her intuition and you're tapped into yours. And so you're maybe. Yeah. My ancestors are just like, don't read. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Just do whatever. Yeah. And it was a really fun ceremony. I've never done a ceremony for Samhain before because I don't really practice that. Um, I kind of, I don't know. I, like I said, I just do my own thing. And however it turns out, it turns out Kate and I, we did a ceremony at my house, which was really funny because uh, my husband went upstairs to play video games. Do you remember what he said? <laughs> uh, no. What did he say? When we were about to start, he like walked up the stairs and he was like, um, will I know if I need to call 911? Oh and we were like, what do you think we're going to be doing? And he's like, I just want to know if I need to call 911 and how I'll know. <laughs> like, I think you'll know, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know. Everything's cool. I mean, we come with we- a lot of intensity, but it's all pretty simple what we're about. <laughs> we didn't have to call 911. No. And it was fine. <laughs> there yeah. was just singing and chanting and yeah. movement. That's There's a lot of energy, for sure. And a lot of spirits in the room, but nothing scary just us we were the scary ones (laughs) it's like the real truth of it dude we have to do that for halloween like that'll be the absolute journey because it's like the thinnest veil day yada yada but so scorpio is about that deep dark super sensuous to like divine feminine chaos right and Mm -hmm. then it's something about it like the something about the opposition to Taurus being in that is about being really just clear about you know the essentials um and then there's a lot more going on just with the astrology that makes this even more of a a heightened kind of spiritual gate day so they say this is a day where like you can expect miraculous shit to happen I like it I have some miracles that I need granted I know. Uh, For fuck's sake. So many. Um, We'll just have to like brainstorm what it will look like. I'll I'll meditate on it a little bit and I'm going for a walk after this. So maybe something will come to me. I'm really getting into Irishkagel. Do you know about the mythology of Inanna? You've Um, talked to me briefly about it, but please go on. Well, doing more work of looking at like Mongolian shamanism and the way that they're depicting the tree of life and the tubular Taurus and then Anana's like descent to the underworld with her older sister of the dark Arishkagel 
But Arishka Gal does something like she's like, there's a whole uh, serpentine experience. Like in the deep text, they say that she was like kidnapped by a dragon or something and brought into, which is like, okay, here we are talking about um, serpents and, and the like darker kind of entity energies. And Inanna is considered the goddess of like earth and heaven. So there's this like duality and everyone's always been so fucking focused on Inanna. And for me, this is like, everyone's always excited about the like the cheerleader next door thing, right? Or they're like really focused on that. And then they're like, not so cool about the like older sister that's into Hot Topic and Marilyn Manson. <laughs> that was literally before you said that the image I had when you're like I cheerleader, I was like the emo girl right you know but actually there's like you know it's easy to write it off and so I've done a lot of like a friend of mine is very into Inanna um Journey with the Goddess uh Annalisa Durr really into Inanna really into this mythology of like Isis and Nana the divine feminine and stuff but like everyone's trying to get into the divine feminine as like a dark chaos and yet they're still putting the dark feminine in this box of like evil demonic or complicated and all that shit so i'm wrapping around these you know how like multiple epochs of time the gods and goddesses have different names and things right different communities name them so i was beginning to play with this concept of potentially lilith being irishkagel there's like a conquering there's like an a serpent energetic there's like a being of the same as all the other gods and then an into the underworld because like a fuck you moment. Uh, there's all this stuff. And then there's this conversation of like Inanna needing the tree of life to make into her throne. And so she's like, oh, she has a whole poem about kicking Lilith out of the tree of life. And I'm like, oh, what if the Lilith is like this energetic of this other faction of Mahat, of... Uh, of Arishkagel, of this like divine feminine that is not a demonic being, but is actually the sacred gatekeeper between the earth and the afterlife, right? Uh, yeah, so far, I can totally right? see that. And even then, there's mythology. This mythology about how Arishkagel's husband finds her is that the gods, uh, the father, like Poseidon, Zeus, kind of vibes, right? He's like Enki. He's like makes this is this thing about the the wood from the sacred tree. He like makes a throne from all these woods of sacred trees so that Negel can go descend into the underworld, powerful enough with protection to connect with Arishkagel. And I'm like, dude, the sacred tree is the like is not actually tree wood, but is I think it it's all like metaphor for. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can totally see that. This should be a whole segment on your podcast that's like story time with Kate, where you <laughs> give us the whole background. It amazes me how you know all of this information. Oh my god, I'm like stupid obsessed with shit that it like is almost impossible to draw lines between. That's the stuff that I can't stop thinking about. Um, I think yeah, it, it's also interesting that basically for all of time it feels like women fell into two categories Mm -hmm. like uh 
the cheerleader versus like the darker goth energy, the Madonna and whore right. complex. It's problematic because the people, the women who are going back and retranslating the texts, right? So like it used to be like the word virgin meant somebody who had a hymen and then didn't. But actually, that doesn't mean that at all, right? So we know now it's like a woman who was more or less a priestess who did not end up becoming married to anyone. But that doesn't mean that they didn't have children and families. Right, Um, or sex. Right, yeah. So there's a lot of women who have, we call this like the, um, ah, shit, there's like liberal feminism and radical feminism. And like the liberal feminism is a reaction to so I'm talking with my friend Annalisa, who's always been obsessed with Anana, and I just wrote her this message about this Arishka Gel thing. And she was like, holy shit, I can't believe that you're into this because I just started researching this. So I've got someone else on it too. She has like a master's in mythology. We're going to get it. Um, but then she was like- You're going to oh. just get like a book published where you're like the truth. That's <laughs> the, the name fucking, of the book, The this Truth. This is the truth. <laughs> this is what I want you and I to work on is like, this is the truth. Um, <laughs> and how to get how to remember the truth and it can just be like hey this is what I found but like how to remember the truth I guess um, and but anywho she uh, she and I were talking about how what we've got right now is two different kinds of texts to work with which is the masculine patriarchal and then the reaction like the liberal feminist text which is like fuck that Arishka girl was like never dominated she actually blah blah, blah. you know it's like a complete opposite so we're like, well, with what we know, there's probably truth more in the middle than there is to the extreme. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I was also thinking it would be very nice to have some type of goddess who was like me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one or the other. I'm not the cheerleader or the goth girl. I like fall in some, there's a wide spectrum between yeah. those two points. So whatever the middle point is, is probably where I fall. Because like um, what nobody talks about is the fact that like probably what's actually happened with Rishkagel and Nigel is that yeah he came in to like make a point, but then they actually were like, holy shit, you're a formidable being, and I'm seeing you as we're fighting, and I'm falling in love, and I actually want you to become part of my world. So they say that he conquered her in the patriarchal text, but it seems more like she was like, I want to invite you to be my person. And, you know, it's like a romance story. Yeah, yeah, it really, really is. Because he like goes and does because she can't, she can't do certain things like she can't leave completely. And he goes and does stuff and grabs things for her. And she's like, remember the thing, if they don't fucking kiss your ass and bow down to you, like you are me, you kick their fucking ass. And he's like, yeah, babe. Okay. (laughs) They were like married. He was running errands for her. Yeah. He, he did all those things for her. They love the shit out of each other. And actually, the descent of Anana occurs when he dies. And Arishkagel is in so much sadness and sorrow. But they blast past this. Like when they do the, the tale of Anana, they're like, and Anana goes down and does all these things to get there. And Arishkagel is so distracted by her own woe, because God, what an annoying woman, that Anana escapes. And I'm like, well, that's, but Anana went down because her sister's husband died and she loved her sister so much that she stripped herself of her godly being so that she could descend into the underworld. And, and then I think that Anana is killed and dies 
in a way that is a gift from Arishka Gell of like, here's actually the other side of your whole entire persona, you know? Yeah. As I'm saying this, there's I, this amazing woodpecker that just came outside. So I'm going to listen to your story while I look at this being. Well, I didn't know I had a story, but <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining everything that you said. I find it fascinating. And I think one of the, the things that I like, Kate, is that you have all of this ancient knowledge. And I just kind of am like feeling like the the goddess that both Kate and I commune with is like we have very different relationships to her right (laughs) where I always tell you I'm like it's like a business transaction where she comes down and she's like all right Gina get to work I'm like okay (laughs) god can I just have like a friggin weekend um and I see her in a very modern way so I feel like I'm learning about things about her past and I'm like oh that's so sad that that happened to you Oh my, it's so deep. And I like, I even have, I think it's the, I have a, another episode that's about my conversations with God and I legit, I have to update it because I, for a while was like, this bitch is just so selfish and I could feel it. I could feel it in my whole body. This like need, this need for something, this hunger. But what I was feeling was like actually desperate loneliness and um, and that's what I get this sense of is is like I understand where she's coming from in a way that other people in society is like you're too much, you're too loud, you're too angry, you're too you know. But yeah, yeah. But she definitely that's shows what, me the the other side. That's why you always feel like uh, like more motherly connection to her because yeah. I I feel like she just tells me she's like all right Gina. I'm like oh okay geez I guess I'll write this down for you yeah, yeah. um I, but that's I, okay too yeah we have like you and I have a long mm-hmm. history of this <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really fascinating how it's all uh, it kind of exposed itself and shared itself in that way there's well, so much more to learn from this as we go there is and as you write this book on like the the mythology of looking at it from a more middle ground perspective a spectrum perspective instead of like a black and white perspective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um we'll learn more and more yeah and i think that we'll have to continue our magic mondays um any ideas for topics for our next magic monday no no clue these things like do they they like drop in like hey this seems like a good idea we should just uh, make sure it happens at least once a month or or more i agree um so (laughs) we just have to hold ourselves to that yeah and and go from there i think what you should do is kind of like what you did today because i was looking at your instagram story and you're just like um even though we had talked about recording this i saw your story and you're like magic new magic monday dropping on Monday of next week, stay tuned. I'm like, oh, that's right. We need to record it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I, I think just do that for me. And then I'll be like, yeah. okay, Kate, do you have like an hour to spare? I'm like, fuck yeah. Dude, my astrology, I'll send you all the props. The astrology was just like, hey, Aquarius. So if you want to go ahead and get online and record shit, it's just going to pop off this month. And I was like, okay, let's do that give me a direction I'll take it 
Perfect. So it's Libra season, yeah. so it's my season right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's any Libra can tell you it's always our season. That's just <laughs> how we operate. Okay. Um, so fucking fine about it. I will have to think, and like we have a lot of ideas and I Mm -hmm. feel like we just have to write them down and be like, set them up on a calendar view. Like, okay, this magic Monday, we do this. Um, And obviously if anybody has an idea, feel free to shoot. Look for our stuff on Kate's Patreon. um, And where can people find that Kate? Oh yeah. You can go through Yaku house. You can go through my Instagram or my website and you can find that. That's where like all the shamanic journeys and things are happening. Anything weird that I'm developing is going to get there first. And then we've got YouTube and other stuff. Um, I think you and I should start developing um, uh, that conversation we've had about the self-guided journeys and self-guided ceremony so we can start empowering people to do these things let's do it yeah well we will continue the dialogue off of the podcast and we will talk to everyone on the next magic monday stay fabulous you babes (laughs) bye until next time